smells delicious. What kind of coffee is that? Just a good old hazelnut. Need more of that inside of me. I'm not gonna nut inside of you. Come on, let's go. <laughs> uh, I'm Max, and this is Aaron. Good morning. Good morning. And uh, we woke up on the wrong side of the bed today. Oh yeah, definitely for sure. Oh yeah. We're not really sure how this dynamic's gonna play out. Um, this is our this is our first podcast, so you can expect a few bumps in the road. Um, but we're gonna dive straight in. There we go. And today, we're gonna be talking about a topic that affects all of us, and that is the uh, the outrage culture that's really been either propagated or born online. Whichever it it's everywhere. You mm-hmm. see it on reaction videos. You see it on Twitter. You see, I mean, the news is starting to copy the format. So. We're just going to dive straight in. What do you see in this this new culture of sort of outrageous reaction reactionary content on, on the internet? Well, from my expert opinion, <laughs> which is which as, is an expert, which is an expert. I was a child who was raised on the internet. We had AIM. I was wonderful at it. AIM. AIM. Very good at it. My game was amazing. I picked up many girls that way. But not a lot of outrageous content being propagated on AIM, unless you're talking about your uh, your smooth game with the ladies. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> smooth. So, yeah. so um, but growing up and seeing this, as time has gone on, we've seen how people reacting to other people's reactions or to whatever's happened in the world has become a major form of I mean, you could say a news source, but more of just entertainment. Content, entertainment. And, mm-hmm. and anytime some outrageous story happens, it's almost a requirement if you're a popular channel alliance to react to it in some way. Yeah, they have to state you their have, opinion. Right. They, you have to tweet about it. You have to make a video about it. I just want to say for everyone in Puerto Rico right now, I support you. Oh, thanks, PewDiePie. You're so wonderful for doing that. I hey. really, really need your support. Hey, PewDiePie's awesome. I like him too. He's fun. <laughs> I'm just, I use yeah. him as the first thing that came to mind because he is like the first person who comes to mind when you think of these React videos. And um, I, th- I think we should step back for a second and ask like, is, is this top, does this matter? Is this affecting people, this reactionary culture of the internet? Seems I think like, absolutely, yeah. I mean, yeah, it seems like it is. It's a major source of entertainment for several people every day. Everyone kind of turns to these certain uh, YouTube stars they may be just to see what is their reaction to it. I mean, we see what, how does, like, certain celebrities, singers, actors, and actresses, how are they going to react to this? How, what are they going to say? Are they going to get into a Twitter war with the, pre- like, Twitter flame war with the president? I mean, it's the first thing you almost do um, when something, when something big in the world happens. You check and see what your go-to people online are saying about it. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are. Not everyone. You're not, you're not all bad. No, not everyone's bad. Um, and so who are the main people you think that are really um, propagating this trend? The main uh, the, the, the people sort of reacting and creating this outrageous uh, sentiment? I mean, to say that it's like it's driven by one or two per, uh, people or persons, um, I just don't feel that is easy. You can't quantify it. It's just a large amount of people who are doing this. I mean... You can start off and easy politically. You can go at uh, Tony, who goes off on her show and everything like that. Um, I believe Alex Jones is probably another big one. Just seeing him react is absolutely hilarious. He turns strawberry red and screams about gay frogs. I mean, it's just, it's it's fucking hilarious. It's entertainment. Um, And then you can go even to the level of more not like those YouTube-y people who try to act like they're on a new show. They're just a guy or girl with a camera. And you can think of like PewDiePie. 
Um, but you have millions of people no re- consuming these opinions, um, re- regardless of whether they're credible or not. Mm-hmm. Um, you have millions of people checking in and seeing what they're saying about any given topic. Like, someone like PewDiePie, you know, five million people are going to hear what he has to say about the latest outrageous topic. And is that a good thing that millions of young people are listening to this? Yeah, I don't know. It depends. What What is the message? It's that's a science being propagated? experiment we're running. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it's 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 a very weird thing. I think at the end of the day, um, the opinions that are being shared on it, yes, they are important. Um, and so, understanding what those opinions are, I mean, you can just even I'm just even looking at the idea of like how many people are subscribing to this. I mean, I saw like I was looking at this last night, like 8.4 million people are on the React channel, which is literally just a bunch of like elderly people, children, and teenagers reacting to video games or to a movie clip or to um, a mu- new music video. And then they, they share their opinions on what they think of it. Um, and then you got like PewDiePie himself. I mean, the guy's the biggest person on YouTube. He has fixed 56 million uh, subscribers, which means obviously he has more people watching it. Um, and he has... Like every year, he makes. Say, 2016, it said he made about 15 million dollars himself. I wonder what it is about this obsession with seeing people's reactions. Um, do you think it's? Do you think it's just a desire to understand um, how other people are feeling about it? Are people becoming incapable of forming their own opinions that they need to see a reaction? You got any thoughts on that, or what? What do you think it might be that, could, that's causing driving this trend? I mean, I'm not a neuroscientist. I'm not <laughs> You're like, a scientist. yeah, yeah, <laughs> sure. I, I got a bachelor's degree in biology, <laughs> um, but I think you could, like, I mean, just personally, people have done this before, where you're like, someone tells a joke and you hope it gets a laugh, so you're trying to see everyone's reaction from it. You know, mm-hmm. that could be one reason why. Sure. Um, I don't think people are like watching this to like regulate their emotions we're not hopefully we're not a bunch of sociopaths just looking at these things like how should i laugh at these jokes how should i seem sincere we don't want another like american psycho person going on there's probably a couple we could be raising a country of them we don't know (laughs) that would that would be weird um but i think i guess it like i think it's mainly just it's entertainment and it's entertaining to see these individuals react because they swing so far off the goddamn handle than a normal person would. Like, yeah. so it, PewDiePie plays a character. He does. Like, he has fun with it. He's just being goofy, and he's playing this character online. I think that's, I think that's the important thing, is that the type of uh, content that does end up um, doing well online ends up being the most outrageous. And so when any, when any uh, major event happens, it's pretty much invariably the most outrageous reactions that get the most attention and the people who do the most outrageous reaction the most consistently that end up rising to the top of this new hierarchy mm-hmm. and that's that's just kind of the world that the internet's created because it's driven by attention and what gets attention is the most ridiculous shit yeah no one's gonna go on there to hear a like a, a milk toasting yes man just like <laughs> drone on and on in a monotone voice about Oh, well, I don't know how I feel about that. And waxing and waiting. People want to hear strong opinions. And they want to hear, and they want to hear people's emotions. Big heart opinion. Big heart opinion. (laughs) (laughs) No one's logging on for a limp, soft opinion. Oh, absolutely not. Like, there's nothing attractive about a flaccid opinion. And if you are, good on you. (laughs) (laughs) We need you. (laughs) (laughs) We, We need more flaccid opinions in America. 
What do you think? Um, Make America flash again. <laughs> <laughs> Make America torque down a little bit. God damn. Yeah, calm the fuck down. <laughs> Hard enough? All right. <laughs> what do you think? Why? So it's these most outrageous opinions that are getting them, that are getting the most attention. And I think we talked about a little bit earlier what like kind of the sort of the uh, the troll under this bridge could be the side of analogy that people use um, could be advertising because yeah. at the end of the day it's views that um, that are the real profit drivers online yeah. and the advertisers are putting their ads on the videos that get the most of these yeah and like like I mean advertisement loves switching over to this new form of uh, consume like new form of consumed entertainment. The reason being is before, if you um, shot a, let's say, a uh, ad and you put it on the television and you wanted to see how did people react to it, did they think it was funny, did it affect the product? The thing they'd only see is they would see like, okay, well, we shot this video and we saw our product go up in sales or we saw it go down in sales. Um, and seeing how like the longevity of it, how long did it last for it, did people talk about it? But you could only do like that in focus groups. The great thing about advertisement on YouTube from the company's perspective is you can gather a whole bunch of data from that. Um, number one being that you can see how long do people actually watch it before they hit the skip button. You can see do people actually stay on it and listen to the entire thing. And usually if someone is going to sit around it through an entire uh, advertisement and then there's a clink there's usually a link at the end that someone can click on and go directly to it they see how many people clicked on the link and so they're able to see like how do they capture people's attention right away to remain on this commercial and buy their product so you can get you can gather more concrete data that helps them so advertisement this helps out advertisements so much more to gather more information about their customers. Right. And, and what's keeping people on these um, videos is the outrageous content or being hit with constant high energy. You see the only real like um, sort of mainstream type of media that's really still doing well online is you have your, your John Oliver bits where just hitting you with constant information throughout the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And he's not being ridiculous, but he is hitting you with a much more consistent uh, stream of information than you'd get from your typical news program. And he's what's mm -hmm. succeeding on mediums like YouTube alongside mm -hmm. these outrageous reaction videos. It's really the only thing that can keep up in the, in the, uh, in the traditional media industry. Uh, you, like, content like that. One thing I would put back saying he's like, he is over the top though. I mean, right. he, he, he hits a button every time, like, he says like, Trump, we got him! And he hits it and like, there's a, like, a fucking confetti cannon shooting off and a guy in a wildcat like mascot costume comes and like dunks a ball like he, he's over the top he is along with um like uh other forms of people who are out there it's just that he's not this he doesn't overreact i would agree with that and more like he doesn't overreact but he does do outrageous stuff to keep your attention the entire time and makes it entertaining and fun yeah and i think that's what made him oh maybe maybe he's like kind of like not outgrown the uh Stephen Colbert, Daily Show stuff, but he definitely has like created his own spin on it and made it equally, if not more, entertaining. It's absolutely, and he's he's carved out like a little, you know, a way for him to survive. Whereas you know most news segments don't do well on YouTube, and it's because they're dry as hell and it wouldn't work. Mm -hmm. 
for what young people uh, need to get hit with in order to stay on a video. It needs to be constant high energy, constant outrage, constant mm -hmm. adrenaline. And he provides some of that. Mm -hmm. He does fine on that medium. Um, well, Billy, even off of that, I mean, it's not just, now we're not, we've stepped into this weird world in which now there's been all these reaction videos that we're starting to get reactions to the reaction videos. And what I mean by that is, let me give you an example. Let's say um, we have uh, Colin Kaepernick, right, protesting the uh, death of many young uh, black males within the inner city being shot by police officers, right? He chooses to react to this by starting a protest. He takes his knee during the Super, uh, during the Super, not the Super Bowl, during the uh, every game, every game on Sunday, every game is a Super, of course. Um, takes a knee every single game. Um, to show his, not to protest the military, but to protest this violent death. People then begin to, like Trump, begin reacting to his reactions. And people then feed off of Trump's reactions, and you'll have someone like Tony or another news source that picks up, and they react to it. I'm mainly going to aim at the Tony aspect, because that's more on the line of going down the internet. And she'll react to it. And I know there's a guy, and I don't know what his actual name is. I keep forgetting. He is a guy who specifically what he does is he goes to, like, Tony's rants, and he reacts to her rants and provides counterpoints. And then there's people reacting to this guy. He gets millions of views on his reactions to a reactor. Yeah. And so you wonder, like, what, what's the primary um, thing that people are reacting to here? And I guess in this situation, it's a real social problem. Mm -hmm. And... But it dilutes it down. I think it dilutes down the main point. Like, the main point was, at the end of the day, he's protesting, mm -hmm. um, like, the, uh, the killing of inner-city black children. And he's driven it down to the point where it's like, we're no longer talking about that. We're talking about this guy yelling about Tony. Like, it's almost like maybe there's a way that they've yeah. taken this yeah. political movement, commodified off of it, and twisted it into what it's not supposed to be about. Others could maybe argue, maybe because we're talking about it right now, that we are more aware of the issues that are happening. I think that's a good time to ask um, what the implications of all this might be. Um, we could start with sort of the implications of what it means to be more reacting for the sake of reacting rather than disseminating any actual new information, which ideally would be like sort of the, uh, the point of consuming media, would be to either mm -hmm. learn something or be entertained, but to learn something if you're consuming news media. It shouldn't be about sheer entertainment of the reaction. It should be about some useful content. But it's 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 not it's just about everyone's not, reaction. It's not like not you're you're it. not gaining any information from this. You're just gaining another person's opinion. You're seeking that adrenaline IV. I want I want to be I want to be agreed with. <laughs> they agree with me. Oh exactly. how should I feel about this situation? Shooting up on YouTube, you you weirdos. You you want to be accepted. You want to be um, you want to have someone agree with you. Mm -hmm. And so, one, I think it, it does fix that need that people want. And I think by constantly seeking out, like going to like imright.com or going to a news media source and just trying to find someone to agree with you is not a healthy way to live your life. One. That's Two, not. this only perpetuates more of the consumer culture that we already live in. I mean, we talked about this with advertising before. It's, it's a, it, the main reason why it's able to run, why it's able to work, and why these things are able to get even such high budgets. Like, I mean, look at just even look at InfoWars. Like we're, I mean, it got a whole set and everything like that, and they need a decent amount of money to do the stuff that they do. Um, exactly. It's, 
they need to get money from this advertisement and it just perpetuates this consumer culture. The advertisers are gonna go where the views are and the views are on these outrageous videos and that is what a generation is growing up really consuming as one of their primary contents. Like when they think of media, they think of these outrageous reactions as mm. how people react to things in the news. Um, and when they come of age, they are kind of, I mean, that's happening right now. It's probably going to change the media landscape quite a bit, I would imagine. Oh, absolutely. It already has. We've I mean, seen the shift in how like everything, everyone's reacting. Like we're being on Twitter like people are literally like, like I think I was like watching. They had like Russell Brand being interviewed by MSNBC, and like they were saying like how the room next to them are literally people who are like checking Twitter, like that's their job. They're just looking for tweets, just scanning, just scanning. Like oh boy, where's something we can react to? What's something we can say something about? How can we keep people keep people entertained? Did anyone famous say anything crazy, crazy last night? Oh god, look at this right here. That's what it is. I mean, it's can we react? Yeah. And at the at the end of the day, I view this completely. And like you say, like what's the whole point of it? Well, we talked about perpetuating consumer culture and people trying to find someone to agree with you. But at the end of the day, it's a waste of time. It is. It is a huge waste of your time to be looking at these react videos. What can we do about it? <laughs> Maybe if people stop watching these damn things. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, like because you can't tell. Like they're making money off of it. Mm -hmm. I think this train has already left the station. I it's oh, it's it, going. It it's, is gaining it's, steam still. It, I mean, certainly isn't in the process of slowing down. No, it, and people reacting to reactions is just what every what we've come to see is like now entertainment. Mm -hmm. Where like I mean, before people started questioning when people were playing video games and just like the way they like like people just making goofy noises they're playing it. But I mean, hell, I watched them before, and now it's kind of like okay, well, this is now just a form of entertainment that what we have. What happens in the world. when that line between information? And, um, and entertainment gets blurred to the extent that it is. I mean, these are videos being posted under titles um, alleging that they're actually some type of useful media. And we're consuming them under that guise. Mm -hmm. This is when uh, artificial intelligence takes over and the robots win and we lose, clearly. There's an obelisk. There's an obelisk on Mars. It's, it's, it's transmitting signals from another dimension. <laughs> No, it's like, I mean, I mean, there is no, I don't know the answer to that. You, you turn off your phone for a little while and you, you stop talking about the last outrageous thing you saw and you pick up a book, I think. Yeah, reading? Yeah, I guess. That's the solution. Read can I, can I just have an audio book? Let's start small. Audio books. <laughs> Aaron and I would like to take this opportunity to, uh, to pitch to you guys our, our new audio book. Um, what's it called? It is called Grounds the in the Coffee. Dregs of the Coffee. Dregs of the Coffee. Yes. It's about that last sip. No one likes that last sip. Moist but gritty. What if we could give you <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's our way of saying that <laughs> we've come to the conclusion of our first podcast. Um Unless you have something else to say about this, but I, I think we covered it completely and entirely. Well, we haven't we haven't gotten to the nine eleven conspiracies that I just want to start spouting off right now. We're going to talk about those off air because <laughs> <laughs> I do want to hear them. Oh, you're going to like them. There's a lot of dark twists here, and in this story, jet fuel can melt steel beams. Thank you, everyone. Oh. Goodbye. <laughs>